The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. All right, the Canucks play the Seattle Kraken tonight, but this episode isn't all about Seattle. It's about Surrey. You hiccup, you're sick of us hearing t- a talk about Surrey? Too bad, okay? Because Archie Baines getting a shot in the top six, okay? This one's for Pizza 64. This one's for Qualtman Polytechnic. This one is for Strawberry Hill. You're listening to Locked On Canucks. This one's for about the Vancouver Canucks, man. It's all about the Canucks, all right? Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host of Locked On Canucks and also a Canucks writer for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into today's episode, we got to thank you. I'm talking to you, baby, for tuning into Locked On Canucks because it is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Coming up on today's episode, we got to talk about the two big changes that the Canucks made to their lineup at practice this morning. Uh, Give our take on it and, you know, maybe talk a bit about what else we want to see the Canucks do with their lineup. Uh, We'll also talk about the Seattle Kraken and the Vancouver Canucks again playing tonight. But more importantly... These two have a chance of facing off in round one. And, you know, we'll talk about, I'll talk about why. That is my preferred matchup for the Canucks in round one uh, later on in the episode. I will also get into the Canucks rivals potentially making some moves. And should that inspire the Canucks to, you know, maybe keep up with the Joneses in their division? Uh, So all that coming up on today's episode. But before we get to any of that, let me introduce my co-host, one of Surrey BC's finest, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. Hey, one love to Concept Neon, okay? Just uh, headed on over to their shop about five minutes ago, and uh, there were some beautiful people. They're lighting up the city, and they're helping us out at the Don't Doze Art Lab. Man, oh, man, speaking of which, uh, this show is not able to do its thing without that art lab, producing only the West Coast bias for years and years and years and more years to come. One love to the Locked On Podcast Network. Hit the like button and the subscribe button, because uh, Christmas is coming up, and Trevor Beggs and Kyle Mallon, we got girlfriends and wives, okay? So we got, we got things to support. Support us so we can support our beautiful women in our lives. Anyways, uh, the Canucks, okay? The only team uh, we support. Okay, a, a lot of Surrey talk over the last couple of days. I'm not going to say F Surrey. That's my hometown, but uh, enough of it. Enough of it, okay? R.C. Baines, a member of the Vancouver Canucks, and he's a big-time member of the Vancouver Canucks, not only tonight, but possibly moving forward because if he's getting a crack, at being a top six winger, that's a sign. And it's a sign of two things. A, they want to see if it's going to work out. And B, bro, if he does it, Phil Kessel is not coming to Vancouver. Because, bro, I keep saying it, and I said it last week. I was maybe one of the first ones to say it. You guys are all like, oh, moral victories. This guy's going to be handing out the Gatorade bottles. Oh, bro, maybe he'll uh, uh, he'll replace somebody in the bottom six every now and then. Oh, a power play specialist number two uh, for the power play uh, second unit, blah, blah, blah. No. I think the Canucks want Phil Kessel because they still want answers in their top six. That's the truth. Yeah, you look at the Canucks' top six right now, and, you know, Rick Tockett's talked about it from day one. He likes those forward duos, right? Uh, now, one of the forward duos is, you know, Pedersen and the newly acquired Lindholm, and then the other's been Miller and Besser. It's been that way all season long for Miller and Besser. Now, 
on those top two lines. It has been an absolute revolving door of wingers, right? Mm -hmm. But there's something to be said about both Hoaglander and Baines. Now, if you if you Ooh. missed it, our uh, seat Baines skating alongside JT Miller and Brock Besser at Canucks practice today down at Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. Um, but both Hoaglander and Baines, I think, have something in common, right? They're not the mm -hmm. same player, but they're both, you know, pretty good forecheckers, and mm -hmm. they are very creative when the puck is on their stick, right? These guys are much more creative than guys like, you know, Ilya Mikheyev or a Sam Lafferty, both who have spent considerable mm -hmm. time in the mm -hmm. Canucks' top six this season. You know, both players are arguably more creative than P.U. Suter, too. And again, I talked about a couple of days ago mm -hmm. how I really did like P.U. Suter on uh, the Canucks line there with J.T. Miller and Brock Besser, but... Kyle, for you saying this isn't a Surrey show, it's about the Vancouver Canucks. Look, I'm not about to slack off on the Surrey talk now. Again, Begsy, this portion is coming live to you from Surrey, hey. British Columbia, okay? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. guess what? Okay, tonight, you know, Baines is in. Lafferty's back in as well on the fourth line. PDG is out. You know what that Ooh. means? The only two skaters in the Canucks lineup that are Canadian tonight were born in Surrey, Un British Columbia. Real. Unreal. Okay? Unreal. That is amazing, bro. Think about that. Surrey, anything is possible, okay? I know Surrey, still infamous, still BS going on in the streets of Surrey. It's just the truth. A lot of people that I know in the lower mainland, they never want to come to Surrey. They're scared to cross the bridge, okay? And things like this, again, the only two Canadians on the Vancouver Canucks squaring off against the Seattle Kraken tonight are from Surrey, British Columbia. Things like this can change the narrative, okay? We can go from infamous to famous with love, okay? For real. And inspiration. Anyways, I, I want to say something, okay? Think about this. This is this is some wise guy thinking right now, okay? This could be the 420. This could be the black coffee. This could just be the truth, okay? Okay, here are the comparisons to Niels Hoaglander and Archie Baines if they reach their full potential. Jake Gensel and Brian Rust. Holy... Okay, I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty whoa, good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know, man. That's uh, okay, that, a poor, that's, a poor man. You know, a poor man. at the world through uh, uh, some okay. 420 colored glasses. Uh, uh, a right poor there, man's man. Jake Ensel. A poor man's Jake Ensel. So, you know what I'm trying to say? Think about it. Wait, which one are you comparing to Jake Ensel? Uh, Niels Hoaglander. Niels Hoaglander, Brian Russ, more RC Baines. All right. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's fascinating stuff. I mean, look, I mean, Jake Gensel came into this league, you know, and absolutely popped off pretty much right away, right? He was on a Stanley Cup winning team in his first NHL season. He had the benefit of growing up in this league around greatness, right? Which Nils Huglander didn't have the same benefit. So, you know, maybe if I squint really, really, really mm -hmm. hard, I can see it. But Nils Huglander, to me, needs to start driving a line if he's going to reach a Jake Gensel kind of potential, right? Maybe you need uh, to force the squint, okay? You need to force the squint with a little bit of a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I hear you 100%. Um, and, and Brian Russ, R.C. Baines, yeah, I, I think may, maybe Baines isn't as great of a skater as Russ. I think Russ is a pretty underrated skater. Um, but again, Baines is so creative with the puck on his stick. Uh, he's a really cerebral hockey player. I think I've used that word probably about eight times describing the guy mm. now. Um, you know, it's only one game, but we talked about it on yesterday's episode, okay? Yesterday's episode, again, go check it out Oof. if you haven't seen it, okay? Yeah. We talked about R.C. Baines. And, you know, one of the main things I said was that you know, he had a bit of a controversial game, right? You know, he's a dash to, you know, he had the, one of the worst courses on the team, but you watch the game and he was solid, man. He was solid, you know, not perfect, but he was solid. And, you know, it's weird to say that he's earned this opportunity, but he's earned it, right? If he didn't play mm -hmm. well against the Avalanche, he would not be playing with yes. JT Miller and Brock Besser right now, right? Like, 
And mm-hmm. again, when you got Pew Suter there, I mean, I like Pew Suter. I think he's a fit on that line, but let's see what Baines can do. Okay. Again, you got the league leading Vancouver Canucks right now with a top six in flux to be a bit dramatic about it. Right. So let's see what Baines can do tonight. I- I'm so stoked for the Surrey kid. What an amazing opportunity for him. Uh, okay. Again, enough about Surrey. Okay. Go Canucks. Go. Uh, where's Pew Suter playing tonight? Is he the fourth line center? Is that what's happening? So the lines are practiced this morning. First line is Hoogliner, Pedersen, Lindholm. Second line, Baines, Miller, Besser. Third line is Suter, Bluger, and Garland. Mm. Fourth line is Amon, uh, centering Mikheyev, and Lafferty. Damn, Mikheyev. Uh, so Friedman sitting. Yeah. Damn, Mikheyev, man. Come on. Okay, so I thought there was going to be a chance of maybe Pio Suter going back to center to center that fourth line. I think ideally down the road if the Canucks are going into May or April, uh, that's kind of what they want to do. They want to go Pedersen slash Lindholm to Miller to Bluger, to Suter, because that sounds good. That sounds effective. And that leaves a solution to be the truth, right? And the truth is we don't need, and even though he's been good, we don't need Pio Suter in our top six because I think we need more fun, more creativity, something different with Brock Besser and JT Miller. And a lot of that is going to have to come through their winger. Now, I don't know if R.C. Baines is specifically that guy, Again, a guy who generated four good scoring chances in, against Colorado. I'm not doubting him. I'm just saying. He's, he's a young chap. Uh, I was saying it last week, and I'll, I'll bring up the name again. Maybe it's Phil Kessel. Uh, a lot of changes, okay? A lot of things happening. Uh, you know what, Trevor? One thing I do want to bring up before we get onto the power play and get off of all this Surrey talk, because, again, it's the West Coast bias. It's Vancouver Canucks, okay? Come on, okay? Come on. I'm, I'm just focusing on the team, not about myself. Not It's not about my dreams, okay? It's about the Vancouver Canucks' dreams. And... and I think one of the things that they need to do and continue to do and hopefully get the best out of the thing they want to do, and that's squeeze the most out of Elias Elias Lindholm. And now he's going to be booted off PP1, but he's still going to be playing with Pedersen and Hoaglander at 5-on-5, which, in my opinion, I mean, there wasn't the strongest chance of that continuing post-Colorado because changes were going to happen. And now we still get to see that. So I still have a lot of hope, and I'm happy that Tockett is doubling down on keeping that trio together because if you're trading a first-round pick, a third-round pick, uh, a prospect in uh, Hunter uh, Brussels sprouts, bro, no pressure, Elias, but we need you to be really good, not just a, a fill-in player. We need you to be really good, and it's easier to be really good if he's playing with Pedersen. So uh, we, need to see, we need to see more chemistry from them, and I'm glad that Tockett is uh, doubling down. Elias Lindholm, you got to eat those Brussels sprouts for breakfast, baby, okay? Mm-hmm. Because Elias Lindholm right now, I think we've seen the floor from him, right? Look, he's a smart player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a safe player. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I think he's been good on the penalty kill, which, again, seems mm-hmm. weird to say because penalty kill statistically hasn't been great, but I think he's been good on the penalty kill. And, yeah, though yeah. that line has had some moments, right? Haven't, hasn't been incredibly consistent. Talked about that shift-to-shift consistency for Pedersen McKinnon. Um, but yeah, keep, keep him there. I don't think that line's been bad. And again, that all Swedish trio. Oh, baby, give me the Swedish meatballs and Brussels sprouts for breakfast. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the power play, Kyle, I, I am curious on your thoughts because I don't hate the idea of having Hronik on the second unit as much as some people. Now, that being said, I'm not sure. I did, there was no report on who's on the second unit. I'm, I'm going to assume it's probably Tyler Myers quarterback in that power play, which I don't love. But again, the second unit doesn't get a lot of ice time. Not the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. Look, I, I, I would like to see someone like Hoogliner with his creativity on the power play, to be honest, if you're going to shake it up. Or or you go the nuclear route and put a guy like Zadorov or Myers in front of the net. 
Those, whoa, those are kind whoa, of the two whoa. things that I would want to see. Uh, maybe give me your thoughts on my crazy ideas and, and your thoughts about Hironic on PP1. Yeah, again, Hironic on PP1 at first made me feel a little weak to the stomach only because I don't think he's the solution. I think I think it's it's more on the players that were being used to just put more shots on that and keep it simple. For real. I mean, the last time they kept it simple, Lindholm tipped in two goals against Carolina. Um, I also felt a little sick to my stomach because... Bro, I'm, I'm an emotional Canucks fan. Like, you want Elias Lindholm to be a really important part to the puzzle, right? If you're giving up that much. Not just a safe player. Not just a, oh, his floor is really good. Like, I don't want to take a close look at the floor. Uh, I want to put my head up to the ceiling, okay? We gave up a lot for Lindholm. Real talk. I mean, a lot of things. That being said, change had to happen. So maybe Heronic forces everyone to shoot more. But here's the thing, too. I, I, I got to contradict myself there because I've been praying, literally praying. I should be praying for other things. Okay? For real. I got family. I got friends. I got the world. I got my neighbors. I got other citizens. But I've been praying day in and day out that Miller becomes Quinn Hughes' best friend again on the power play. And that's having him be right by him. And if Heronic is on the power play... I don't know if that's the case. Now, I know we've seen Hironic in the past kind of, like, move around to the bumper and just kind of look lost out there, and maybe that's still the case, but I feel as if there's a chance that they're just going to have two guys high. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. You, you carry on, Trevor, because I'm so lost and pissed and confused about the power play, and I don't think this is the solution. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, you know, we saw Hironic on that first unit earlier in the season, and it worked for a stretch. I mean, he's only spent about a half an hour of ice time alongside, you know, Miller, Hughes, Pedersen, and Bester on the power play. And in that half hour plus, if the, that power play scored six goals. So um, statistically, it, it's worked. Um, but I think, great, right, there was a hot stretch when he replaced Kuzmenko originally. I think he scored his first goal as a Canuck mm-hmm. um, after replacing Kuzmenko on the power play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having him as, you know, the the trigger man at the point. That's an old school idea, but I think it allows Hughes to kind of pinch down and be a bit more creative himself as well. So um, I think in general, as long as they have someone getting to the net, you allow Hughes and Miller and or Pedersen to work the half balls. I think it can work. Um, But again, I'm curious to see it in, uh, in real action here because, you know, you know, the memory is short sometimes and I I didn't mind Hronik on the power play originally, but they kind of uh, went away from it pretty quick. Bro, and they, uh, honestly, I, I don't want to put this bad voodoo out there. I want to be proven wrong. Okay, Heronic score four power play goals today, please. I want to be proven wrong. I want to win tonight. But I know for sure, if the Canucks go 0 for 3 on the power play and they lose tonight's game, they are definitely ditching that idea, and they're making sure that they just go back to the basics. And what what what's the basics for this team is, again, having Quinn Hughes and Miller and Pedersen at the positions they've been for the past couple of years. Bro, I know it's not always perfect, but allow those three to figure it out from th- that position because we, we see it in other power plays too. You kind of need that trio to be on sync outside of your bumper and net front presence if you're running that format. I just I just think that's the solution and just more shots on net and blah, 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 blah. So many things, man. Can the Canucks win today against that team we're going to talk about in a couple minutes? Uh, Begsy, who we shouting out? One left to Archie Baines. More on him in three or four minutes because I got something to say about the, the fancy stat haters, or not the fancy stat lovers, because uh, y'all a bunch of losers today. Anyway, Begsy, uh, take it away. All right. Uh, more Canucks talk on the other side here. All locked on Canucks, your team every day. Before we get to that, I got a shout out. Ibotta. 
All right. You know, grocery bills are so expensive these days, okay? Inflation. Come on, man. I, I don't want to pay 37 bucks for a carton of milk, but you know I'm going to do it. Hey, guess what? Groceries, they don't have to be as expensive anymore. You know why? Because you can start getting cash back on your grocery shopping with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. How about that? Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. Unbelievable. So you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Guess what? The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. Whoa. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you can buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to. I'm not sure if 256 buys a Canucks game right now, but uh, hey, it gets you close, okay? Um, or hey, you could also buy that fancy dinner you've been craving. Hey, Kyle, get on Ibotta. Maybe you can take your girl to Cactus Club, you know, at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Join over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app and start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONNHL. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store. And remember, use the code LOCKEDONNHL. People, people, let's continue this conversation about your Vancouver Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor effing Beggs. And you and you and you and you and you and you watching or listening to this program really make this a whole lot dreamlike, you know, for real. Speaking of which, uh, how come we went 17 minutes on the conversation without going to the live, live chat once? Dude, we're selfish, man. We're selfish, man. How about JS? Go Canucks, go. That's the only thing he knows how to say. I'm pretty sure this guy never said mama or dada growing up, okay? His first words were go Canucks, go. How about Rafe? He's from Brampton. Go Arsh and the Leafs suck. That's something else. And how about Disturbed, okay? This is really interesting. Uh, should they bring back the 649 line and try Lindholm with Garland and Hoaglander for the second line until Joshua comes back? I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, Joshua is going to be back sooner than we think. I think... Again, the games really matter for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, it's so much fun playing hockey for this team. Uh, the adrenaline, uh, the, the, the bromance. Uh, these guys are pushing, and I think they're going to be back on Saturday. That's my guess. Susie and Joshua, back on Saturday. That's my bold prediction, okay? Okay? For real. For real. You know what? We'll see how bold it is because, uh, you know, those two did skate uh, after practice mm-hmm. today, according to Jeff Patterson of Rink-Wide, so... Um, you know, Susie's been put on LTAR, Joshua all and I are, those are more paper transactions to save a bit of cap space. Um, again, a cap space accrues daily for, Ooh, uh, your math nerds out there. Can so. I say one thing before we continue? I know I cut you off, but I had to cut you off because we were wrong last week. We're talking about paper transactions and transactions. Remember we told the people, right? Jet Wu called up. If he gets sent back down, he's going to have to go through waivers. I think we were wrong on that. He didn't go through waivers. I didn't hear about it. Ooh. No, it's okay. We're wrong. We're okay, bro. We're just... I'm just a Hindu, okay? That's all, man. Mm. I'm not a hockey reporter, fat mother effer, you know? So I made the mistake. You kind of made the mistake, too. It is what it is, but I want to clarify that to the people because Wu got called up, and I want people to know if he gets sent down. I don't think he's going on waivers. Oh, did Trevor lag? I think Trevor lagged, man. That means it's just you and I for a bit, okay? 
Locked on Canucks, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, not with us. We're going to remove him from the stage, and we're going to we're going to do what? We're going to talk about this game again against the Seattle Kraken. Unbelievable. Somebody get Trevor a new Wi-Fi router ASAP. Anyways, Seattle Kraken, Vancouver Canucks, a, a possible a possible what? First-round matchup? Maybe? Maybe? Uh, the possible birth of what they call a rivalry? I think people still want that. I want that. I like sports. I love sports. You know what I'm saying? And this matchup, big for so many reasons. You know, let's stick in the moment. Let's not drive, you know, so far ahead. The Canucks kind of need a win. You know, for days and days and days and days, and it's only been a few, I've been genuinely optimistic post-loss about the Vancouver Canucks, and that's mainly because of their five-on-five play. That being said, I don't really care if they play well five-on-five tonight. They got to get the win. They got to get back on track. They got to feel good about themselves going into, A, returning from a road trip, and B, getting on with the Bruins. You don't want to try to find your game with the Boston Bruins. You know what I'm saying? So this one's huge. And we already talked about the changes, right? Baines in the top six, blah, blah, blah. The power play, different. Heronic on it, PP1. Lindholm, off PP1. Boom, bam, changes. Look, I don't care what happens, how they do it. Get the win tonight. Now, I saw a comment, and I kind of want to touch on this because, again, maybe I'm being a little petty. Maybe I'm asking for too much. But it was something about Pedersen, right? Uh, somebody talked about Pedersen needing, what, three points today. A big game from Pedersen. Uh, what happened in the last game? Personally, I felt like he got outplayed by a lot, by a guy who's a lot better than him, Nathan McKinnon. And it felt weird. Because for days and days and days and days and days and days, I kind of put Pedersen in that tier. I did. I did. Uh, look at the past film. So again, felt, felt kind of off post-Pedersen versus... Colorado, I need something big from him today. And that's put the league on notice. You know how we've been seeing McDavid do his thing, like six assists the other day, Matthews do his thing, already 51 goals. How about Nathan McKinnon? Points in 27 straight home games. I think last night, the day before, I started to believe that, you know what, Pedersen's on another tier. He's, a, he's on a tier below that, and that's still good enough. We can still win a cup with him. You know, F that. Pedersen can still be on that tier, right below McDavid. And I kind of want him to showcase that starting now and going towards the end of the journey in June. Because it would be nice for him to get some momentum now and then play the Bruins on Hockey Night in Canada and just step it up, okay? I want Pedersen to be PPV again. Uh, Begsy, you're back. I know I jumped ahead of the schedule, started talking about the Kraken game. But, bro, we have to move with the Wi-Fi connection, okay? Anyways, uh, what do you have to say about everything I just said? Yeah, sorry, I missed about three minutes of that. I started looking up JetWoo waiver history, and then my whole my whole uh, computer crashed. But anyways, I'm back um, with the Canucks and Kraken. Look, I'm excited about this game. Not you know, not only is it a big game in the sense that obviously the Canucks don't want to lose four in a row. Uh, you have RC Baines in the top six. 
Um, it seems like a get right game for the Canucks. I feel pretty confident about them getting it done today, but it's not going to be a gimme. You know, the Kraken gave the Canucks some problems, you know, last season in particular. Um, and I believe they lost the Kraken once this season already in November, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it's not going to be a gimme game tonight. Um, you know, that being said, I, I'm thinking about this as a potential round one matchup, okay? And of the teams kind of in that fight for the seventh, eight wildcard spot or the seventh, the first, second wildcard spot, um, you know, I think the Kings will figure it out and end up with the first wildcard spot. So that kind of leaves St. Louis, Nashville, Minnesota, Calgary. And- oh, there goes Trevor again, man. Trevor begs worst Wi Fi in the world, okay? Just going to be you and I the rest of the way. The rest of the way. Here on Locked on Canucks, so look at this comment. Bell cutting off Trevor Beggs' Wi-Fi 2, it seems. That may be the comment of the year. Speaking of the comments, okay, I already said what I had to say about this game against the Kraken. Uh, let's let you do all the talking. Uh, look at Jax, okay? Great comment. Besser doesn't get talked about enough. We need him to be way more consistent. I said it last game, right? Prior to the Colorado game. I think he had... I think he had goals in four of his last 23 games going into that game against Colorado. I'm not even sure if this guy has more than 11 points, 12 points in his last 23 games. He's got to be a lot more consistent. He made a nice play, a really nice play to JT Miller on that goal he scored against Colorado. More of that, more flash. Uh, You know, early on in the season, there was... There was moments in uh, Besser's game where he played as cocky, as arrogant, as confident with the cups, uh, with the cut, with the puck, uh, than the likes of Miller and Patterson. So anytime Besser had the puck, he seemed to want to do something with it, and it was nice, nice to see that confidence, see him be that dynamic, see him be that play driving with his mind. I think something kind of tapered off for whatever reason. It seems as if he is okay with Miller doing most of the work or Pedersen doing most of the work. You know what I'm saying? And just playing a part. I think we need Besser believing that he can be a big part, a really big part, and have that confidence that Miller has with the puck. And just, you know, be more open to making things happen instead of just, I don't know, chipping in empty netters, you know, being in the right spot. I know maybe I'm asking for too much, but more confidence from Brock Besser's game would I think, take this team over the top. Again, four goals or four games with goals in his last 23 games. That is that is not good enough. Uh, Begsy, you're back. Oh, my God, man. You're Wi-Fi, man. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button so we can get Trevor the craziest, like, the craziest internet connection of all time, okay? Straight up. Unreal. Yeah, it is unreal, man. And, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a professional office, man. You would think I'm on a boat in the Pacific Ocean, man, honestly. I'm in a professional office, a professional workplace, and this is the Wi-Fi, man. Unbelievable stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why I got to tell you about the Wi-Fi? Um, all right, Kyle, sorry sorry about that. Um, before we cut to break and wrap up the show, I do want to ask you, like, are you intrigued by a Canucks cracking playoff match in round one, if you didn't touch that okay, already? I am, and I want everyone in this uh, live chat to listen up, okay? I am interested in this co- uh, potential matchup with the Seattle Kraken, but I'm not interested in it only because they're a quote-unquote lighter team. I'd much rather play the Kraken than I'd rather play the Los Angeles Kings. I get that narrative, but if you're a first-place team, if you're a cup contender, if you're trading a first and a third-round pick and a prospect 
to bring in a UFA, you cannot be worried about any team. Every other team has to be worried about you. I get the logistics. I get the uh, statistics. But all I'm trying to say is be confident. Put that spirit in the air that we can take on any team. Now, I will say, analytically speaking, you got to talk about this because this is not the fancy stats speaking. This is actually the truth. If the Canucks play Seattle in round one and beat them in like six games, that's great. And it's also better that they didn't have to travel as much, right? For a team that's really traveled a lot this season. Yeah, well, that's a great point. I think for a number of reasons, the travel, the I-5 rivalry. Um, yeah, it, I think any team in that eight spot's a later match, but I don't see the Kraken as some crazy underdog or favorite compared to the key teams of the competition. But give me the rivalry, okay? I want this rivalry to be something. Obviously, you'd expect the Canucks to win, but give me some meanness, give me some feistiness, give me some nastiness between the Canucks and the Kraken. And hey, maybe it starts tonight. Uh, let's wrap up the show. Hopefully, the internet will hold through this ad read while I shout out, indeed. We're driven by the search for better because we cheer for the Vancouver Canucks. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, but match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Indeed, they don't just help you hire faster, okay? 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One thing I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because, you know, we're all busy people, man. And Indeed, they take care of the busy stuff for you, okay? They're smarter than your boy Begsy, okay? Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of the show, you will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this very podcast. That is Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms of case supply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, oh man, one love to Indeed doing its thing for the program and one love to you and you and you and you and you and you tuning in to this episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there, more importantly, is Trevor Beggs and so much hockey talk still to happen. So much Wi-Fi issues. So I'm going to say it right now. I know the ups don't like this, but I kind of like my fans more than, than I like the ups. Okay, that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. So I'll work overtime tonight if you guys got any more questions and Trevor has to go back to work because he's got a family to feed. It's all good. Okay, we'll get through a lot of the comments. Anyways, Begsy, before we talk more hockey and all this jazz around your Vancouver Canucks, I got to ask you this question, man. It's been a while. Come on, man. The Canucks have been so good that they've been more important than our friendship, and I barely ask this question anymore, but how you doing, man? Oh, buddy. You know, this uh, doing the show with you and, uh, you know, watching this great, great Canucks team is getting me through it, man. You know, the work life's been a grind. My kid's getting up all hours of the night. I'm barely sleeping. It's a crazy life, man, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm hanging in there, and I'm so happy to be doing this with you every day here on Locked On Canucks. Yo, one more thing about the uh, that Indeed read. There was a little note at the top that said, um, you know, no controversial slash sexual remarks. So I had to cut out that whole, you know, I like Indeed because it's fast. Like, I'm fast in the sack. And I was like, oh, oh damn. Was, it, was, that tar- was that targeted at me? That, of that was course. new up there, man. So. No, dude, that was you, <laughs> man. That was you, man. Unbelievable, oh, man. No. 
It is what it is. You got to you, you got to learn from your quote unquote mistakes, man. It's I'm a, a busy man, okay? I'm a busy man, okay? Got to be fast in the sack, and I'm not afraid to let the people know it. Yo, the quickies are good, bro. The quickies are good for both sides if you know how to, you know, make the most out of that shift. Anyway, speaking of making the most out of your shifts, man, uh, lefty, definitely one of the, I don't want to, you know, categorize our fans too much, but this guy's a smart guy, man. Lefty is a smart guy, okay? He says he notices Besser's effort every night, and then he also says he has Lefty, that is, when he watches games, has great tunnel vision, and he doesn't miss too much. Look, I am on that boat with you, okay? I said it before I started roasting Brock Besser a bit. Maybe I'm being petty. Maybe I'm asking for too much. Because the truth is, that guy on every shift is involved. Like, he's engaged. And I noticed it a couple times in that game against Colorado. And just in general, over our last five game, uh, three games, I'm sorry, the games that we lost, uh, in games where we played really good five-on-five, Brock Besser's back-checking, Brock Besser's defensive work has been really noticeable. And, and that's a beautiful thing. I just want him to be more cocky with the puck, you know? More flair to his game. Like, be, again, have that mindset similar to Pedersen and Miller where they're always trying to make things happen. I think part of the reason Besser doesn't necessarily have that mentality or, or flash the puck laws because he plays with JT Miller, who is the play driver on that line. You know, if you have two guys who are you know, trying to make plays and taking risks that it's probably going to end up in the back of your a little bit more often, right? So I think, you know, Besser and Miller kind of have that, you know, agreement, whether it's spoken or unspoken, that Miller's going to be the setup guy. He's going to make the plays. And Besser's going to, you know, skate hard, get to the net, and then get back on the fortune if he has to. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think Brock Besser's game is quietly underrated, if that's even possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the true. guy that leads the team with goals. He's not going to lead the team with goals, though, the rest of the way. You know, I said it earlier, too. I think Patter- Patterson's going to beat him because – there's there's moments I, I Besser just I don't want to say like he disappears but look at the stretch he's on right now like he could be fuego for the next 10 games and then be unexistent in the box score the other 10 games you know and where you guys have like what you guys have uh Pedersen and Miller just doing their thing and scoring goals and blah 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 yeah just more from Brock Besser I don't mind that man let's do it man Let, let's get a lot more from Brock Besser, and a lot more from Elias Lindholm, too. Okay, look at this comment, Amphimus. Uh, Lindholm will be clutching the playoffs. I think somebody commented early, earlier as well, talking about how he was he's kind of, like, made for the playoffs based on his intelligence and, like, the little things he does, and I've noticed a lot of those little things, and I am looking forward to April and May when things really matter for him to kind of stand out with those little details. But, um, again, a first and a third-round pick, and Hunter, there has to be a splash of that 80-point guy more often, five-on-five. And, yeah, just, you know what? I've, I've been talking trash about Brock Besser and that stat. Four games with goals in his last 23. I mean, Lindholm's been here for, what, almost 10 games, and he's only scored in two. Yeah, I, I again, I think we've seen the floor from Lindholm, but I, I would agree with Amphimus. I think more is to come from Lindholm. Look, let's let's talk about Lindholm. Let's start analyzing this yeah. guy a bit more when he spent a month with the team, right? Mm-hmm. It's been nine games, but... You know, it was a topsy-turvy road to get to Vancouver from Mexico to the All-Star game to beat on the road a bunch. You know, I'm curious to see how Lindholm does, you know, I guess, at the month mark, but even more so as the Canucks go through their, their nine-game home set in the month of March. Like, let's see where mm-hmm. this guy's looking. Yeah, for, for me, it's more so at the end of March and as you get really close to the playoffs there. Yeah, one love. Okay, another comment coming from Disturbed. I like the Kraken. What? Uh, the tickets are half of what they cost in Vancouver. So maybe he likes the logistics more than he likes the hockey team. Dude, I got to say this, man. I walked around Climate Pledge Arena 
a couple weeks ago because I went to a comedy show in that area with my girl. And that arena is beautiful. So beautiful. Hey, speaking of my girl, full circle moment, man. The Canucks play Seattle tonight in Seattle. My girl's got a show tonight. And I was supposed to go. And what did I tell her? I lied to her. I I didn't lie to her, okay? I said, I can't go because I'm swamped with work. And, bro, part of that work is watching the Canuck game, man. So go Canucks go. It is what it is. It's a big game. Come on. We just lost three straight games. I got to be there for the boys, okay? My girl's got 40, like four decades worth of shows left, okay? Madonna was just in Vancouver yesterday, okay? My girl's got got it on lock. She's going to get it done, and I'm not going to get it done for her tonight. (laughs) Uh, That's all right, man. That's, uh, you know, time is of the essence. That's why I got to be quick in the sack, but... uh... You know, that's why we got to be kind of quick and concise here on Lockdown Canucks, mm-hmm. man. You mm-hmm. know, shout out to the people. You know, I, I did want to talk about uh, the Canucks rivals making moves, but I think we should table that for tomorrow's episode. Two okay. weeks out from the deadline, uh, talk a bit about what the Canucks rivals might be doing in terms of their deadline plans. I pulled some stuff on that, uh, but now we're at, you know, 36, 37 minutes. Maybe we'll save that for another day. Um, but I'm stoked about tonight. I'm going to say the Canucks win in overtime, though. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout win. Um, you know, the Canucks have been playing more overtime lately. They've played some of the lowest number of overtime games in the league, actually. Um, so I can see this one going to overtime as well. And give me uh, give me a Nils Huglander goal in overtime, okay? Let's wow. go. I don't want to see an overtime, man. Can we just kick some ass tonight? You always say that. You're like, give me the dumb in regulation. Because, on, where's, bro, your, where's your love for the drama? The love for the – dude, because we're going to have to endure so much drama – in the playoffs, man, every shift feels like overtime, you know? I just want it easy, bro. And I got a lot of work to do, too, man. Don't give me an overtime, okay? Just get the dub. Uh, look at this, Junior, okay? Mikheyev is minus eight with five assists in his last 22 games. I'm pretty sure he has zero goals in those 22 games. Uh, Mikheyev falling down the depth chart. I mean, man, oh, man. <laughs> man, oh, man. That uh, decline is something else. Um, I'm still confident, though, that he can find his game and that he's also going to be important to the recipe for success for the Vancouver Canucks, kind of similar to this floor conversation you're having with Lindholm, right? Like, so McKayev does bring some other things to the game. Yeah. Just a, just an interesting, interesting time, man, for him, man. Cause how does he get himself out of this slump playing on the fourth line? He's not physical. You know, it's dude, is this the yeah, end? I, I, I mean, I don't want to say it's the end, but come on. I, this, you're, you're listening to Locked On Canucks, the show of, uh, you know, where a guy called Banks talked about trading McKay of, uh, you know, maybe a, about a week ago here. Yeah, so. you jinxed it. Yeah. Look at the Canucks. Yo, right. look at this, guys. The Canucks are 0-3 <laughs> since Trevor made an episode after we beat the Detroit Red Wings talking about how we want to trade half the roster to get better. Okay? And then you also had something jotted on, on today's uh, schedule to talk about Oh, look, the Oilers are going to make some moves. The Vegas Golden Knights are going to make some moves. Maybe we got to make some moves too. Bro, we already made the moves, bro. We don't got to follow nobody. We the Vancouver Canucks. Straight up. Anyways, I guess. We'll see who's right. We'll see who's right. Yeah, we're we're at the 40 minute mark. Let's get out of here, okay? Let's get out of here. Come on, man. Unreal, Travis. It's all uh, your fault. Shout out to uh, everyone but Kyle. Shout out to all the listeners. Uh, I was looking up Disturb's comment about Kraken tickets being half price. Wow. uh, Compared to Canucks tickets, but. The cheapest ticket, according to our friends at Game Time for Canucks and Crackers today, is seventy nine bucks. Um, obviously, Bruins snacks on the weekend are are expensive. Cheapest ticket is one hundred and sixteen bucks. These are American prices, but Penguins and Canucks are, is about the same price as Canucks Kraken. So, yeah. um, anyways, I haven't been to Climate Pre- Pledge. Would love to go, um, but you know what? I love even more is the listeners here on Lockdown Canucks. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners, the first time listeners, the new subscribers, and those of you 
who join us here on the live show. Despite all my Wi-Fi issues, we love each and yeah. every one of you, your families and your dogs too. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk about stuff that Kyle want to talk about, okay? The Canucks rivals making moves. Ooh, so what lame. does it mean for the Canucks moving forward? We'll also recap uh, this game between the Canucks and the Kraken, including R.C. Baines, the pride of Surrey, making his debut in the top six. That's all coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Canucks. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy is Kyle Bowen, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Honestly, Trevor, I'm going to answer more comments, okay? I'm going to stick to my word, okay? I forgot I was going to say that, so you can get out of here. One love to you. I'm going to talk to the, to the people more and more, okay? A little pregame show. And, uh, yeah, man, go Canucks, go. Nice talking to you today, man. Okay, one love to the people. I'll stick around for like five or six more minutes because I got it, man. I got it because Trevor Beggs, man, he pisses me off. That dude pisses me off, man. Again, he had a whole schedule jotted down for today's episode, and a big part of that conversation was following other teams. Making sure, you know, we know what other teams are doing so we can do more when it comes to acquisition. Look at this comment from Amphimus, okay? It's hard to follow when you're in first place. Look, I know the Vancouver Canucks lack experience. I know this core really hasn't been in the playoffs. I know the odds are really stacked up against them to make it deep into the playoffs, right? Edmonton playing a lot better. Vegas, they're gearing up uh, based on some of their moves, right? Eichel on LTIR, uh, Mark Stone on IR. They obviously got something in their sleeves. Like, if you're not cheating, you're not winning, uh, apparently. Right? Things are going to get tougher. Things are already tougher. But, man, oh, man, your Canucks already kind of went all in. They did. What am I saying? Kind of. They've given up four draft picks since November, including a first. What other team is doing that at the end of their trade deadline? I don't think anyone. All in all, I don't think Canucks fans should be scared slash wanting more or a lot more from Alvin and Rutherford. It's on the players, and I trust the players that they'll get it done. I trust Tockett and company, even though he's kind of being weird with the power play right now. So, you know, figure this out. And I think a lot of that figuring out is going to happen in Vancouver. A.K.A. when they get the stay-at-home process, stay calm, evaluate, and practice a lot more. A.K.A. I don't think we've seen the best of the Vancouver Canucks. They've had it tough. I know it's a pro league and a lot of teams travel and each team plays the same amount of road games. But, man, oh, man. Uh, look at what's been happening with the Vancouver Canucks. This is really, really interesting, okay? I don't think any team could have kept up that momentum that the Vancouver Canucks have had based on the fact that that same team would have to continue going through road trips of hell. I feel like the Canucks have had like four or five of them already this season. Really weird schedule. That being said, it eases up a lot more down the road here. A lot more time in Vancouver. Speaking of which, again, overtime on Locked on Canucks. We've had a lot of Wi-Fi problems over the last handful of days. Now, that's not fair to you and you and you and you. I know it's Locked on Canucks. We like to make shows in 30 minutes or less. That's our shtick, but it's really about the people I do want to stick around. And I want to ask some questions to you too, okay? I'll get to your questions in a bit. But uh, what's the best place to watch the game in Vancouver? I'm doing market research for myself. Because 30 and a half years old, I definitely want to 
watch games by myself at some bars in the city. That's one of my dreams, and I want to do it often. Let me know. Let me know. Anyways, look at this. Callum Sandu. Will the Punjabi community actually pay money to watch RSD play in a Canuck uniform at home? Yo. I don't know if it's just me. Again, grew up in Surrey for a very long time. Some of the some of the wealthiest people, and money don't matter, but some of the wealthiest people that I know are Punjabi, okay? Tickets are not going to be, uh, uh, they're not going to be something that's out of the price range for a lot of Punjabi people to, A, show their support for the Canucks team that they love, B, show a lot of support for R.S.T. Baines, a quote-unquote hero, and C, just see, just see impact, man. It's pretty cool. Seeing a guy named Baines play for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, that could go a long way for other onlookers in the audience who kind of look similar to him. And just in general, anyone from Surrey, man. Anywhere, anyone from Surrey going to that game to see R.J. Baines, who's probably going to be slotted in if he's already getting a top six look this early into his career, right? Seattle tonight, Boston on Saturday, in Vancouver. The road is there for Baines to make his debut at home. That's going to be crazy. How about this? Okay, Rafe, he says what? Uh, we're going to go crazy, bruh. And G. Ellis, man, Punjabi people are good business people. Hey, Hindus. We good business people too, kind of, I think. G. Ellis said uh, the casino is the best place to watch, man. I could see that. I could see that. And infamous, okay? The Canucks leadership core is still getting going. IML, look, I know. That makes a lot of sense. Again, the the... The deck is stacked against the Vancouver Canucks. Even with being first, you know, uh, the, the goal differential, all this jazz, all-star players. Yes, that same team with Thatcher Demko as their goalie still has a lot of odds stacked up against them. And it's a big, it's a big smart, valid point to bring up the fact that this leadership group hasn't gone through the trenches that is the playoffs. Now, I've said it many times, maybe this season is magical. Maybe this season is historic, right? It's full of luck. It's it's storybook like. It's fairy tale like. Why can't it be us? I just said all those good things about the Canucks having all those pieces. You sprinkle and talk it. Hey, you sprinkle in Phil Castle to a champion. Bring that guy into the room. Maybe it's easier to feel experienced. Feel like you've already been there. If some of the guys leading the way have actually done it. Right? Look at Disturbed, man. The best boss I have ever had was Punjabi. Literally treated me like family and still does. Boom, bam, okay? Hey, look after your neighbors. Who cares about the skin color? Who cares about the religion? Who cares about the language, bro? Look after your neighbors. Let's look after the world. One love to everyone. Send in peace your way. Uh, Let's end on this note. Right here, infamous again. Uh, this season could absolutely be magical. Arguably the best Canucks team I've seen in my lifetime. I get goosebumps thinking it could actually happen. Wow. That's what it's all about, bro. Those goosebumps, man. These games mattering. The Vancouver Canucks matter a lot. They're really good. And again, for the last time, we don't got to follow anyone. I know it's cliche, but trust the process, right? These Canucks, man, they've been really, really impressive. I'm seeing a lot of good things. Even through this losing streak, I think they've played a lot better 5-on-5 
than a lot of the games they've won this season. And when you're this ahead of the standings, I'm not going to stress about the standings. I'm going to look at the details. I, I think I'd be really pissed off, really pissed off if the Canucks lost three straight games and all of the games and all of the periods that they played looked like the third period against Minnesota on Saturday. But that's not the case. On that note, though, uh, one thing that I did take from that third period against Minnesota, and I, I mentioned it during the postgame show, was that the Canucks still fought back. Like, they blew a three-goal lead. The world was falling. They're down by three goals with 10 minutes left in the third period. They got a game the next day. They could just pack it in, okay? Look at the standings. Uh, this game really doesn't matter. Let's not compete. It's all good. It's all good. Let's worry about hockey tomorrow. But what did they do? They fought back. Those are the little things I'm looking at. That's why things are different. And that's why, ultimately, the Canucks are not frauds. They're a really good hockey team. Your Canucks are a really good hockey team. Anywho, that's it. That's enough of me. Uh, thanks to you and 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 you for sticking around through those Wi-Fi issues and some of the issues that we've had over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we appreciate all your help and support. And ultimately, just being here, man, like, Look at what we're doing. Loving the Canucks to get, uh, again, together. That's beautiful. Take care. One love to you and you. Shout out to the Lockdown Podcast Network and the Don't Dose Art Lab for making this possible. Uh, we're home with the West Coast Bias and the West Coast Bias only. I look after your neighbors. Take care. Have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good night. I don't know when you're listening to this or watching this, but man, oh, man, we appreciate it. Peace. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.